So, uh, welcome to day three of day three plus of my GDC coverage. Um, I'm John Anderson. You might know me from I don't know various places. So uh, tonight I am joined by my two co-hosts of a. Well, if you're my coworker, you might not know that I have a. Uh, I have another podcast. It's a. Uh, it's called the Bro C. It's where we. It's an OC rewatch podcast. So if you're a fan of the. Uh, early 2000s uh, teen drama, The O.C., uh, you can listen to our rewatch podcast. So I'm joined by two video games journalists, uh, Tyler Treese and Alex O'Neill. Welcome, guys. Hi. Yeah, it's 4.30 a.m., and uh, you asked us to be on this. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just hanging out, you know, the works. Hashtag thirsty, John. Um, so, uh... <laughs> So guys, thanks for answering my messages at uh, at four a.m. Um, so uh, I've been basically going over. I was just, I was... What were you doing, Alex? I was just playing video games. I swear. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, so I was just, you know, I've been going over my my notes from GDC every day while they're they're fresh in my mind and kind of like talking about my impressions on the day. Um, I think you guys are qualified to uh, to listen to my my bullshit. Uh, well, there he goes. Uh, it's 1.30 in the morning. He swore once already. So, um, <laughs> so the day started with a showstopper uh, for me personally. Um, at 9.30 a.m., uh, Chris Charla from ID at Xbox, um, he announced something that I have been working on for, for quite some time called uh, the Xbox Live Creators Program. And this is... Um, this is a, a program where any developer, literally any developer, um, can publish games using Xbox Live and publish games to uh, Xbox One consoles. And um, this is pretty incredible because you can use um, standard mainstream like engines like uh, like Unity and 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 the like, uh, and submit your UWP games to the store and. People can play them on console. So this is like a, I don't know, like this is a, nobody's done this. Uh, it's, it's a really cool thing. Um, and I've been like working on some form of this for, for quite some time. And it was really exciting to not only see um, it go live, but to see like a, a really great public reaction so far. And to meet uh, developers and like, you know, really not just like the indies, but like your small experimental um folks who are doing like experimental stuff and, and, and students and talk to them and they're like really excited about um, uh, publishing to console and using Xbox Live and and uh, hey, if, if they run into me tomorrow at GDC, they can totally uh, stop me and I'll give them a free code for Windows Dev Center so they can get started for like not even spending the, the nominal $20 that it normally starts costs to get started. So, um, in addition to that, in the in that presentation, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna mark out a little bit here, but like in that presentation, they uh, the back half Microsoft we or we we talked about uh, uh, mixed reality, and every every person who didn't work in Microsoft in the audience uh, walked away with a, a ticket for a free uh, mixed reality headset, <laughs> and um, so that happened, and then. The Q&A started, and all the questions were about the Xbox Live stuff. So I was really, 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 really excited about that. You're talking about like an audience full of people who just told they're, they're getting a free, 
you know, a free HMD, and and they're like, oh, so I can, uh, so I can do this with this platform. I can do this with this. So it was really exciting. Oh, John, answer to this, but like the one, like it does sound incredible, but the one concern I did have was how the games are going to be surfaced. Um, it seemed like from the press release that they'll be in a different like section, like not in the regular Xbox store. Do you know how that's going to work? So, um. On Windows 10, they'll be uh, they'll surface in regular search results like any other game. Uh, on Xbox One, they will surface uh, in with we don't have a name for it yet, but it's uh, a, a section for for creators for these special games. Um, the thing is, this is you know, and I'm not I'm not a qualified PR person on this, but but this is and and the Chris Charlo was talking about this. This is so that uh, you know. Parents can make a blanket choice of, uh, I don't want these sort of, th like, I don't want these, like, non-verified, because these things are not going through, uh, the, the like, the strict cert that, that, um, Xbox, that, like, ID and Xbox titles or, or standard AAA titles are, so it gives parents an option to turn that stuff off, um, but it also, so it, like, it opens up the platform, but also maintains, like, like one of the great benefits of of consoles as opposed to like PC is um there's an expectation of like security and like certain I mean since like the Nintendo seal of quality there's been some certain expectation of 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 quality and um and granted we have like seen really broken AAA games but like we have to to sort of maintain something like that so uh there will be this creator section but um i mean it's if you want to publish a uwp game on on console like you are free to do that like yeah i just really hope that like uh there i think he did talk about like curation a bit but uh, i just hope that games don't get lost there um kind of like with the xbox live indie games on xbox 360 where only weirdos like me were ever going into that section of the xbox store you know yeah that's what i was going to compare it to i was curious how that would kind of like yeah i mean i think um i think one difference is and i like again we're we're veering dangerously close to territory that i can't really talk about but um but one one big thing is like these are you know built on common frameworks that that other games are um if you're publishing on pc on windows the windows 10 store it won't be uh in that that spe special section um but like something kind of something has to be done to to maintain uh certain expectations that one gets from from purchasing a console so um i'm we'll have to see what happens when it rolls out this summer but I, I mean, personally, I'm, I'm very excited to see... Because, like, I've been talking to people all day since it's happened, uh, since the announce, and, like, people are telling me, oh, like, you know, going to console would previously not be an option for me, so this is really exciting. And we're not just talking about free apps, and I, I know I uh, the Indie Games program also let people charge, but, um, you know, it lets people skip cert. It lets people use a bunch of Xbox Live features that we for completely free. Uh, I don't want to say skip cert, but like do an auto cert versus a more regimented cert. So you're gonna see more interesting. Uh, for for me, I'm really excited to see interesting like experimental stuff, right? Like, 
like Flappy Bird never would have made it through if somebody was curating Flappy Bird, right? Like, you know, like there's going to be stuff like that. And there's going to eventually be a path to, well, oh, okay, this game has been super successful. We can, like, flip it into uh, the regular Xbox store or whatever. There's, I mean, that stuff's going to happen. Yeah, um, it's definitely exciting. I just really hope, and I think that some of this will fall on journalists as well, but I really hope Microsoft pulls its end of the stick, too, of making sure that, like, the special games that do get to come to Xbox One due to this awesome program... Uh, that they get spotlighted. Like, that's my one concern. And, uh, you know, I think that falls on everybody in gaming to make sure that well, people there, recognize what's cool, you know? Well, I think there wasn't... Um, the thing with Xbox Live Indie game, Xbox Indie Games on 360 is there wasn't a clear path to um, the next the next level. And, like, with the this generation, there has been ID at Xbox, right? Like, for... Um, small like smaller developers like there is a route to publish on console already and like you know that 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 could totally totally happen i mean i, I... do you, will we see games go from like this program to like the regular xbox store is there like a way for them to uh, kind of graduate if you will eventually yeah um okay cool so like the initial rollout um people can go in sign up configure and then I feel like I'm like sounding too much like a PR person, but people can go in and configure um, and test, and then uh, they they can you know because like we've already said any dev any console is a dev kit, and you can flip flip it into dev mode. And previously, this has been for testing of your games or publishing of of apps like non non gameplay applications, and uh, this is the same route for for that. So. There will eventually be this graduation path, but right now it's all about like getting in there, tinkering and testing. And uh, you know, sometime towards the summer, it, it'll be publishing those games to to Xbox One. Yeah, yeah that's really awesome. I think it's cool because like um, I feel like that's something that's that PC players have had the benefit of. Like, there's so much weird stuff on PC that you can just find. Like, you can go to a website and just download uh, like some weird experimental PC game for free and now you can start seeing some of that on console for the first time really like i think the xbox indie program was similar but this sounds more like a there are less even less restrictions than that so like really you can see some really interesting and unique things that you probably wouldn't see on the formal arcade from people experimenting or people who are younger and don't have as much experience in general and i think that's cool I am like super psyched and I've I've been really excited to see feedback. Like, um, uh, somebody tweeted at me and was like, "Oh my god!" I like I would never have been able to go to console if it wasn't for this. And seriously, like, you know, I'm such a rube. Like, anybody gives me compliments on anything I've ever worked on ever, and I'm like, ah, yep, obviously <laughs> I'm amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, but but it it's it's been it's been really great to see the response. And I I hate that I sound like such a PR person right now. But I mean, this is something. Um, it's been something that's been in the works forever, for for a while. And uh, since this podcast is going out to my coworkers, I just uh, I just really want to give a, a shout out to the other designer who worked on this, uh, Arissa. Thank you for all your hard work. So there we go. Yeah, it's been a really big GDC for Microsoft. You know, we had this in uh, Game Pass yesterday. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, that that's really cool to see Microsoft really hitting it hard from a kind of like a 
like a system features standpoint, you know, and I think that's important to compete with uh, like PlayStation and stuff like doing a really good, good job. Yeah, I mean, um, Game Pass is, is is super exciting as a person who um, has traditionally just bought way too many old ass games. So, <laughs> yeah, and I, like I think it gives anyone who buys an Xbox One like tomorrow, or in this case when it is available, when Game Pass is available, you can pay ten bucks and get access to a hundred plus games. Dude, that's it's it's actually ridiculous. It's a- yeah. <laughs> Like, e- even if it's something that you don't want to say subscribe to, just, like, to get your foot in the water of, like, hey, well, what kind of games can I play on Xbox One? That's, like, incredibly enticing. Yeah, like, I doubt I'll ever, like, keep a running subscription, but kind of like PlayStation Now, I can see myself, like, if there's a lull going on, like, in the gaming schedule, which, to be honest, almost never happens anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, like, if I don't have anything to play, 10 Awesome. And like the same problems of like streaming games and delay and everything you just download yeah yeah like that's really cool like i'm i'm a big fan of it uh i'm not sure how much i actually use it just because there's so many games but uh like awesome think, idea really i think a lot of people are going to get a good value out of that yeah i think you and i are more of the edge cases on that and like the general person who maybe doesn't have as many games or doesn't play as many games that come out in the year just could pick it up over the summer and have three months of great stuff yep. for 30 bucks <sighs> Well, yeah, I, that's, I, that's awesome. I pretty regularly talk to Tyler, and he's like, "Oh, I will. Uh, I'm going to gamefly this old, this old dumb bad <laughs> Xbox 360 game." And so I do, yeah. And so going forward, if that game is on on Game Pass, like, uh, like, come on, you don't have to wait. Ten bucks is a gamefly subscription for a month, so yeah. I mean, if you yeah, look I, at, if yeah, you I look, can definitely do that. If you look at the current list of uh, backwards compatible titles, like there's a lot of dumb dumb stuff to play on there. There's like a lot of dumb bad. St- hey Tyler, have you played uh, Star Wars: uh, The Force Unleashed? Because it's a banger. It's a it's a certified banger. <laughs> I played it and I stopped before I finished it because uh, I wasn't j- enjoying. I love that game. I but I'm I'm I have bad taste. Have you played Mirror? You guys have both played the first Mirror's Edge, right? Yeah, that's an overrated game. What? <laughs> Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Broken heart. So the, yeah, I'm falling out of love with Tyler Trees. So uh, <laughs> uh, the next talk I went to was um, uh, it was an Epic Epic Games keynote, uh, Unreal Engine Four. Um, so all I gotta say is like. These guys are leaning really hard into mixed reality. They built a car. They built a like a literal car that like I mean basically Epic is moving uh they're expanding beyond games and and so they built this car that has a bunch of panels on it with like basically QR codes and it has an extendable wheelbase and basically the and you know an adjustable suspension. And so basically this car can like mimic the ride height and and width of so many cars and then they graft on digitally what the car actually looks like and create this like, Oh yeah, they use that for commercials, right? Yeah, so they call it Blackbird and it's so cool. And so then they have adapted this technology to a uh, more of like a phone camera level and they call it Cyclops. So it's got this like sub millimeter accuracy, and it's it looks like it looks like CGI out of a movie, but it's all rendered in in real time. 
And so this is really interesting because like mixed reality has been a huge theme at this year's GDC, but it's been, I mean, it's been medium fidelity. Like uh, the job simulator folks are showing how they could like do some lighting effects, but uh, Unreal Engine 4 doing this kind of stuff is, is a completely different, you know, it's a completely different level. Like this, this shit is for real. It is very, very cool looking. So John, um, when we talked on the first day, you said like there wasn't an overall theme. Uh, you know, now that you're in a few days, would you say that kind of like the overall theme of this GDC is mixed reality, or do you have a feel for anything like that? I'd say mixed reality is is hot. It's it's really hot, and um, and I think the one of the consensus is might be. Uh, that VR is really cool, but it's okay. If you think back to 2007, like, right, like you see somebody with an iPhone and it's like, oh, that's really cool. Can I see that? And somebody could just hand that to you, right? Like, VR is a little bit more complicated than that. So, like, the way people are, are using mixed reality in a way to like insert real people in a digital world or insert um, digital items into the real world uh, bridges that gap and if that tech is there can help sell the long-term story around VR, AR and mixed reality. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but all, all I got to say is like Epic is, uh, is definitely bringing it. Um, what, like, what do those guys do? I, I'm not even sure. Uh, I'm just, like, chuckling because Tyler Trees is sending uh, disco lyrics. Oh, that's the Joe Bros, man. Janice Brothers. Let's burn it up. All right. Um, so... Exactly what we needed was more Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I would do a classic game post-mortem. Uh, have you guys ever played Seaman on the Dreamcast? Oh, my God. You got to go to that? <laughs> yeah. This yeah. was, like, the yeah. GDC panel for me. I'm so excited to hear about this. I, I I've seen a lot of Seaman being played. I had never played it myself. I never you've never you've never played with Seaman. Uh, not personally. I'm sorry, John. Siri, <laughs> John's like remind let, me to order me. Alex O'Neill a Dreamcast. Yeah, I've never never I've seen a Dreamcast being played in front of me once, and it's to play Crazy Taxi. I've oh my never god, I'm mailing you what. I'm I'm mailing you a Dreamcast. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had, like, a neighbor up the street um, that my brother was friends with that had a Dreamcast, and he brought it over one. So the th the three best video game consoles of all time are the Super, the Super Nintendo, the Sega Dreamcast, and the Xbox 360. Okay. Fucking fight me. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll name the three best consoles. Wonderswan, Wonderswan Color. <laughs> And the PlayStation Pocket. <laughs> I I have one of those. That doesn't count as a console, man. It's a memory card. Oh, I have no clue what the hell it is. Oh, my God. I said I have one of those. I have two of those. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Dude, Um. so, sorry. Digressing. Ma major. Uh, uh, when I went to Japan, I brought an empty an empty piece of luggage. So I can of course you did. So I can fill it with... I'm with fifty pounds, okay, no, fifty pounds of retro games, and then I got to the I got to the airport. And they were like, "Oh, this one bag weighs sixty pounds, and this other bag weighs forty pounds." And I was like, "Oh my god, I've been trading for this all my life." 
I that's exactly what I'm gonna do when I go there. Not for retro games, but just for random stuff. But uh, yeah, it it, it going to Tokyo changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you drift? I'm sorry. Tell me about C man. <laughs> God, I wish. Oh, well, okay, so I did send the best Snapchat of my life when I was in Tokyo. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, there was somebody getting pulled over by the cops, and I, and I was like, I was like, oh, well, if you could do better than 180k, cops can't catch you, so they won't even try. Which is a, a line from Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't even need nice. you to tell me that, and I could tell that was a line from Tokyo Drift. So anyway, um, you know. Uh, this was a great a great talk on Seaman, and it was like very endearing, um, because uh, shit. Now I'm, not, I'm gonna forget his name because I didn't write it now. But his name is Ute. Uh, I think it's Ute Saito, is uh, uh, the developer. Uh, you- Sorry, say that again one more time, Tyler. Ute uh, Saito. I don't. I'm not I'm sure on the pronunci- uh, pronunciation. Yeah. So um, basically, he he was presented with a kind of a th- a choice in uh, the mid to late '90s. It was like uh, you can go work on this like D and D sort of fantasy game. You can uh, do a licensed superhero game, or you could uh, go spin off and do something completely crazy. And he obviously chose the third third thing. Um, so he was. They were previously working on an aquarium sim aquarium sim app for 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 mac macintosh as we called it back in the day and um and he was like oh what do you think the fish think and he thinks they think what are you looking at dumbass (laughs) (laughs) so he started to develop this concept like kind of like based around sea monkeys and his wife he like starts showing concept art to his wife and she goes this is gross and he kind of stopped working on it and then later she was like hey what happened to that thing and she's he's like i stopped working on it and she's like well i said it was gross i didn't say i was disinterested um <laughs> so he continued to develop the concept um later he's like he's at uh he said he was in in berkeley california and ended up meeting with sega uh executives and he showed them the concept and they were like, oh, this is gross. And then immediately greenlit the project. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So they like, have... that, that, like, like just to talk about, like, Seaman uh, real quick. Like, that's, like, so representative of the weird risk-taking you'd see from major publishers. It just doesn't really happen anymore. Like, I have, like, such a nostalgic feeling for that era of just weirdness getting green light where they'd be like, you know what, that game is disgusting. Uh, let's make it. And that is why, the, like, that's why the rise of the, like, the indie is so important. Like, we can get that really weird, really crazy stuff. Um, so he started talking about, like, the three opposites of, like, what was basically, like, they were, they were opposite, uh, opposites of, like, the general game design ethos at the time. And, like... It, adjust uh, like sort of adopted those as uh design principles so non-cute characters right um basically in a, a reality sort of thing rather than fantasy so it's like fish tank and then um that the the game would kind of speak to you from within the tv i don't quite understand i think the last part might have been like a little lost in translation 
But uh, the first two definitely kind of get that. So then he goes off with these other, like, big design questions to answer. So, like, oh, we need a strong theme. So he kind of moves towards what are, what's the daily life of the player like? And how do we get – how do we talk to people who have no interest in Sega games or mainstream video games? And so uh, they appeal to, uh, as he said it, go for the more female-oriented motivations, but go to, like, appeal to, to somebody's, like, nurturing uh, side, which is not something that video games were really doing at the time, with the exception of maybe um, Tamagotchi, right? Oh my god, you guys are children. Uh, forget it. No, I, I had a Tamagotchi. <laughs> I had a Tamagotchi as well, sir. I had one. The girl I had a crush on in English class in high school totally had one. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on, uh, so how to, how to advertise. So uh, they, instead of like talking in normal video game terms, they talked about raising this creature. Um, so while like, he he spew, rattled off like a bunch of technical jargon. It was like it was like uh, asymmetrical multiplayer shooting in the face, whatever it was. But uh, that stuff's gonna frankly like scare non gamers. And so they placed their first ad for Seaman in a, like a Japanese women's magazine, uh, not like Famitsu or whatever. And huh, I think like something that might not be like. Seaman is actually considered quite a hit as far as Dreamcast games go. And then the re-release on, on PlayStation was actually quite a hit. Um, so then another design question to answer is like, well, who should voice the character? Um, <laughs> uh, he did. The developer. He, the creator. He, he voiced it. But like the last big question was like, well, who should be the narrator? And they went with a big name. They went with Leonard Nimoy and... Uh, I think that sort of put it over, put it over the top. Also, not super sure if this, like him being the the voice actor for the for the character, is, is a widely known fact. He seemed to say that it was sort of like it certainly wasn't well known in the early two thousands. Um, so, going through the last of my notes, I, I guess that's the last of my notes. But I mean, <laughs> the these classic postmortems last year, like I went to one on on Res. These things are so good. Uh, I'm waking up. Uh, well, I mean, I wake up every morning, but tomorrow morning I'm going to go to um, Sid Meier's is giving a uh, a, a post mortem on Civilization One. Like, oh boy, <laughs> right? That's gonna be a banger. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, and so then the the last, the very last thing I went to today was like another overview on the Xbox Live. Uh, creators program thing i worked on and it was just more detail into that so it's like not super important for me to like reiterate some of the things i've said previously but uh uh brian tyler the dev lead on the project did a live demo and there were a couple of hiccups but i mean the stuff works right like it, it really does um you could go through most of the process starting uh starting tomorrow so it's, it's really cool um and then after that I uh, I went to the, the, the ID at Xbox lobby bar. We ended up having a small design fire drill that I responded to. And uh, yeah, that was cool. I hung out with a bunch of, uh, for dinner, 
Oh, oh, oh Especially my the God. fire drill part. Completely forgetting. I went to the IGF and, uh, and GDC. Uh, and, and yeah, Game, I was, was going to bring that up. Game Developer Choice Awards. Uh, those were incredible. That's one of my favorite parts of, of GDC. Like, I'm such a mark for, uh, for, the, for the award show. Um, Firewatch. How were the hosts? So uh, Nina Freeman hosted uh, the IGF portion, the developer of Sybil, and she's a level designer on um, Tacoma. Tacoma, Tacoma yeah. and uh, and Gone Home, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think she joined after Gone Home, but okay. she's part, part of uh, Fulbright. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like some fake gamer guy, dude. I don't really know what's going on. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought I, she... I like Nina Freeman dude, a bit. I, I thought she was great. Like, her... Um, one of the people I was with did not really enjoy her, but uh, she, like, the content, the stuff she creates in games is, like, the, she works in a lot of, like, with a lot of, like, sexual themes, and, like, I feel like her presentation was, like, hey, we're we're basically all grown-ups in this room, so, like, let's deal with it, and, and I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was great. Like, I found her really endearing. Um, you know, usually the guy from Cappy hosts the IGF portion. She was... Nathan? Uh yeah yeah and she was great okay. she was absolutely great um you know yeah the, that's good I th I thought she'd do really well so I'm glad to hear that I saw a gif of her walking off the stage at the end grabbing a glass of wine and I was like yep that uh, seems all right yeah I definitely like brown bagged a couple beers into the award show like I love the award show <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah no no her portion of it was great and um oh, man the like it's 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 really my favorite part to like see these like amazing creative uh pieces like get rewarded and then you know the switch after the hour mark into the game developers choice awards which is uh, just just one more thing on igf real quick the best part was what wasn't awarded and uh that that was virginia who got zero awards exactly the number it deserved because it's a bad <laughs> video game <laughs> Virginia is such a weird mess. <laughs> it's uh, horrible. <laughs> I cannot believe it was like up for excellence in narrative. I was like, what is going on there? Have you played uh, Virginia, John? No. I kind of want to play it just because... You are a mark for that game, I'll tell you that much. We'll see, oh, dude. so am I, and I hated it. We'll see, because like, honestly, like people tell me, like told me I would have loved Brothers, right? And I... Yeah. Uh-uh. Nope. Brothers is 500 times the game that Virginia is. I I could see why you wouldn't or you would disconnect with Brothers. I will say uh John because it has a very much an FU ending, you will like Virginia. <laughs> I I love FU endings. I tell you what like I don't like is something it's got to feel genuine, right? Like and the problem with Brothers is like it felt contrived. It felt uh, like the it felt like the equivalent of like an Oscar, like a movie that was just shooting to for Oscar gold, right? It was like it felt manipulative. I, I tried to to give it a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt than that. It seemed to confirm with that. I mean, it's it's not the worst thing I've ever played, but it wasn't. I mean, it's it, it's certainly not a top ten game, Brad Shoemaker. <laughs> well, I will not... I will go out and say that Virginia might be the worst thing I've ever played. I Virginia's I don't I don't think I liked Virginia I did not dislike it as much as Tyler I can almost guarantee that John will like it for at least one reason or another so I think Tyler I don't think he will I 
You should game fly. Fucking fake it out. Sorry. <laughs> I was doing so well. Of not <laughs> um, I only think fake intellectuals will find value in Virginia. So People who want to pretend that they're playing through like this majestic work. Hey, but Hyperlife Drifter like won big in, in several categories. <laughs> and like I didn't finish that game, but that game is ridiculous. It is it, it's that that game is incredible. Um I also think um you know I'm sure, like there were there were a bunch of things they talked about that I were I was like I hadn't heard about before like uh oh man what is it fuck sorry ding uh <laughs> <laughs> You guys are so bad at this. <laughs> yeah, it was like spaceport simulator. It's 5 a.m. Give us a give us a Give us a break here. Sure. Anyway, uh, so the the game developer choice was uh, hosted by Tim Schafer of Double Fine, of Full Throttle, of Maniac Mansion, of like Psychonauts, the so, dude. Yeah, uh, like it, a person that like while I've I've met a couple times, I still like really get starstruck every time I see him. Uh, mm-hmm. So he hosted the game developer choice awards which ostensibly is supposed to be more of the AAA side of things. And then um, a lot of the same nominees, like Inside, uh, Hyper Light Drifter, Firewatch. Well, actually, Firewatch wasn't much in the IGF. But, like, that kind of thing is more and more bleeding over, which just makes – like, those are the games. Like, those are the games I love. Like, those, that's mm-hmm. my shit. Like, I mean, we've all done top ten lists together, and so we know that's, that's definitely – Speaks to all of them. Yeah. So um, – Man, Tim Schafer is really funny. He is yeah. a very funny man. Um, and I had, I had, I like, I love these award shows. Um, but like, you know, f- seeing Firewatch win two awards, which is like, I think as you guys know, is my favorite game of last year. I think it's a, I think it's a narrative marvel. I think uh, as far as art direction goes, like I don't know if I've ever seen anything that has, um, so clearly like so well executed on their their intent like that just does that i know a lot of people don't necessarily love like i don't know we we could talk about i've talked about uh firewatch a lot and like the way like the only way that you buy into the initial story is because you've played too many video games and you are used to the story being all about you but like i love swerves like that I i think it's great uh overwatch came up big um there, the there's an ID at Xbox, X, ID at Xbox award for, uh, for like sort of advocacy games, and that that was that was really cool to see. Like it's really cool to see people that like. I sit in meetings with like, up there giving giving out awards to to uh, to video games. So like, I love <laughs> like it's dumb, but I love the award shows. Right, um, it's my favorite. It might be my favorite part of the week. Yeah, I'm with you. I like I like award show stuff. Even yeah, everybody always complains about whatever award show is going on, uh, but I like the video game ones. I know people hate them, but I like them. So I wish I could see the GDC stuff because I feel like that stuff is more, more genuine. You're in luck. It was on Twitch, and I think it was. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's been archived. So I would uh, I would definitely check that out. There are a bunch of potential gifs in there too. Yeah, yeah, I'll like the own, like 
the one hang up for a lot of award shows that they have like a really bad host, but it like they obviously had two good hosts, so I'm sure they flowed really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was it was really good. oh my god, Tim Schafer was very very funny. I'm gonna just assume he wrote most of his own jokes. Uh, they were good. Oh oh my god, the best thing to call out. So the Innovator Award. Uh, you'll you'll never guess who won that. Oh, actually, No Man's Sky, sorry, I gave it up. No, no Man's Sky won two awards, and they, uh, no one was there. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So I was like, No Man's Sky, more like No Show Sky. That's weird that nobody was there, because I know Sean Murray's giving a talk on uh, on the, the tech behind No Man's Sky at GDC, so that's, that is weird. I looked at that uh, that talk. It didn't. I didn't think it was Sean Murray. Oh, man, okay, man, I... Um, Maybe they changed it. I know he was originally scheduled to give a talk. It's just so interesting. Oh my god, I'm just look, looking at the GDC app right now, and there's a guy posing a selfie with uh, with Yute Saito. Uh, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe I'll see people tomorrow and try to like get selfies. I'm going to uh, go to some more talks. I'm going to go to I'll be in the Xbox lobby bar answering questions about um, Xbox Live Creators Program. I will be at the ID at Xbox Mixer tomorrow. Um, I'm I, like I'm really trying to do my own thing, but also like go to a few company things as it, as it were. Oh my gosh! Uh, the reason I'm recording this at, at two in the morning, I went to so Epic Games had a uh, had a party, <laughs> and it was very very good. Uh, they had noted DJ Morgan Page uh, played. It was it was really 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 cool. I had uh, I had a very good time. Okay. You guys, do you guys? I don't like, know who Morgan Page is, but I believe that he's notable. Uh, I'll probably use him for the the music uh, on the front and the back of this podcast. Do you guys like dancing? I like dancing. I like dancing. So, um. I probably will put out one or more of these podcasts uh, before the end of the week. But oh, I John, just... John, just 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 quick uh, quick update: the the Sean Murray uh, building worlds using math uh, pan- uh, panel is at five thirty uh, Thursday, uh, room one thirty four at the North Hall. There you okay, go. I'm gonna go to that. Uh, it was really interesting that he didn't accept this award. Then, um, thank you for that update, Tyler Trees. So I wrote can... a news story on it a couple weeks ago, so I knew it was him. I just had to double check. Nice. So you can follow Tyler Treese, uh, noted video games journalist, at, at Tyler Treese, uh on Twitter. You can follow um, Alex O'Neill, who runs a, a, a website called Irrational Passions, and it's associated podcast at a, at Yeah, a, has a podcast that won't have me on. You'll be on eventually. Sunday. At, at AL Fighter uh, 27. So at AL Fighter 27. And if you like like our general rapport yep. between us three uh, jokers, we do a OC rewatch podcast. So it's like the uh, teen drama from the early 2000s, um, the OC. We do a podcast uh, that's somewhat weekly where we talk about that show. That's that's somewhat about that show. <laughs> <laughs> and it has less internet connection problems than this one. Yeah, I mean, whatever. If if people are listening to the fourth or fifth episode of this dumb GDC podcast I'm doing, they, they're not going to complain too much. Um, shout out to you, listener. Um, 
Why am I still lo- have the video on? It probably would have helped bandwidth. Um. Anyway, so thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining me. Thanks for being uh really solid pals. Um. Stay tuned. I will probably post one more of these for uh G- day four wrap up. Maybe day f- four and five wrap up combined. Um video games i don't know man follow your dreams you can go to awesome parties meet wrestlers um go like learn about your favorite video games like it i just feel so incredibly like lucky like i think i made a couple good decisions in my career i'm incredibly privileged to to be here and and to be experiencing all this stuff so uh and thanks for uh, you know obviously my work for paying for all this (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me on. Especially John. sushi. Hey, thanks Epic for the free drinks. Oh yeah. Epic drinks. I mean, shout out to Tim Sweeney. He like tried to throw Microsoft under the bus during his uh, lifetime achievement award thing, but like I don't know. I think we're doing okay. So. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Peace. <laughs>